Welcome to the Educational Leadership Moment, where you'll gain valuable insights on research-based and experientially learned educational leadership principles and best practices that promote student success. I'm Dr. Kim Moore, your host. With my extensive experience as a classroom teacher, school administrator, and central office staff member, I'm dedicated to sharing effective strategies to ensure student achievement. So, grab your favorite beverage, a pen or a pencil, and a notepad, and get ready to take notes. And if you find this moment valuable, and I am confident that you will, please like, subscribe, and share with your colleagues, friends, and family. Thank you for joining me on the Educational Leadership Moment. Now, get ready to take your educational leadership to the next level. And remember, when students are led well, they learn well. So our next key is training. It is the second step of the process. So for 20 years, I had the privilege to serve in the United States Army. Now, I absolutely loved my military career. I had the opportunity to travel and to live internationally while working with great people. I really mean awesome people. And it was just wonderful. But one of the requirements that I had to meet to remain in the military was I was required to maintain a physical fitness level. So once a year, at a minimum once a year, I would join my fellow soldiers to take what we called our physical fitness test. Now you may be wondering, well, what is a physical fitness test? Well, when I was on active duty, the test was comprised of sit-ups, push-ups, and a two-mile run. And the push-ups were full push-ups, not a modified push-up. We were required to meet a minimum number of sit-ups and push-ups in two minutes and run the two miles within a certain time. And the standards were based on age. Now, in addition, we had to meet the height and the weight standards. Yes, we would go in in our PT uniform and have to get on the scale, stand on the scale in front of everybody and have someone write down our height and our weight. So imagine that. (laughs) Now, in all honesty, I have to say, I enjoy exercising. I like to do things like aerobics or riding a stationary bike or the elliptical or even walking, but I really, really dislike running. But in order to meet the standards, I had to run, which meant 
I had to train. Now, because I didn't like running, I tried everything to motivate myself. I purchased the best shoes. I color coordinated outfits. And I had a Walkman. Now, I know some of you are laughing, but yes, I had a Walkman because at that time it was state of the art technology. Now, as I said, I would participate in aerobics and other fun classes to strengthen my core and to build muscle, but I really didn't run regularly. However, I would begin to run about two months prior to the test. So think about that. Take the test once a year, that's 12 months. If I only start running two months before the test, that means for 10 months, I have not been running. So you can imagine what that experience felt like the first time I went out for a run. I would have my children ride their bikes while I would run to encourage me. <laughs> and they would be like, come on, mommy, you can do it. You can do it. You need to run faster. You're slow. Great words of encouragement. Now, obviously, because I did have a successful career, I would pass my test. But my run times didn't improve. And the question that you should be asking is why? Well, I think it's very obvious. I didn't train properly. You see, to improve my runtime, I needed to train consistently, not wait to the last two months prior to the test. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell outlines the 10,000 hour rule, which states it takes about 10,000 hours to become very good at a skill. Therefore, to become an effective leader, we need to spend 10,000 hours practicing our craft. Training allows us to do the things that trying hard will not. Remember, I was trying really hard to run faster, but because I didn't train, I couldn't run faster. Training provides us with abilities and knowledge related to a targeted skill. So whatever that skill is that you want to increase uh, your level of success in, that's what you're going to be training on. The Law of Intentionality by John Maxwell reminds us our growth doesn't just happen. To reach our potential, we must continue to grow and train. You know, Brian, I've been in leadership for, for a long time, 30 plus years. And I am still growing and still learning and still training. I am, I still go to conferences and listen to webinars like yours and uh, even work with people 
to grow and continue to sharpen my skills because I can't give what I don't have. So if I want to help people and I want to coach them to success, I have to make sure I continue to grow in my skill set. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there, <laughs> my challenge is, again, back to scheduling, is trying to find the right training, the right next step to take to invest in myself because there's so many great opportunities out there. Um, I know a lot of you that are learners feel my pain and, and, and whatnot. So, I'm a learner also. That's one of my strengths. But I will say it, it's really doing what you do with people with their LinkedIn profile is you bring clarity and direction and you help them focus in the areas that are strengths for them and to really define what is it that they want, right? What is it that they're striving for? And by taking that same philosophy and probably some of the same strategies that you use, you can get that clarity around what skills, what training, what activities would be best for you to help you continue to grow, to achieve the plan, the goals that God has provided or given to you. Yeah, I think that's where that gift of discernment comes in for my wife, because uh, what do you think about this? And you know, she'll be sure to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is a blessing for you. The right. word says she is your helpmate and she is helping you Absolutely. with clarity. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Well, hey, folks, so this is going great. I know we had some of those tech issues to work out. So we just want to be cognizant of our time, your time, as we work through some of this stuff. I think the good news is, um, you know, I'm available to you. And uh, Dr. Kim has some great resources she'll share in a little bit as well. But I love for a sake of time, Dr. Kim, just to get to the third piece. Because I think, honestly, obviously, the folks here are investing in training. And I want to applaud you for that. Really, seriously, no joke. This You could be doing a lot of things tonight, and you chose to invest in yourself with this great content Dr. Kim has put together. So thank you again, Dr. Kim, and for you guys being here with us. Thank you for tuning in to this educational leadership moment. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to my moments on your favorite platform to receive notifications when we release new moments. Also, don't forget to check out our past moments, which are available or free on all major platforms. In these timeless episodes, we cover a range of topics related to educational leadership that are just as relevant today as when they were first released. To learn more about improving student success, please visit my website at kimdmore.com. There are resources and information for you your team, and your organization. I'm Dr. Kim Moore, your educational leadership guide, and I believe that when students are led well, they learn well. Have a blessed day.